You are listening to episode 24 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I can't even believe that this is the last episode of January. Time is zooming by, and if you're anything like me, you're just now getting into the groove of the new year. I've also had a couple roadblocks and speed bumps, along with some questions when it comes to my purpose. When I look for guests, I really try to expand my mind on topics I want to learn more about or educate myself further on. And the soul's purpose? Well, that's just an area of life that many of us are always trying to uncover. So this week, I brought in soul healer and spiritual business coach, Melissa Habibi, to help us understand how to tap into our soul's purpose. But first, the review of the week. This one comes from N. Silvestri 05. Amazing, Lauren, again. Thank you for truly impacting so many people, myself included. Whew, I can't sugarcoat it. Reading these reviews always tug at my heartstrings, and I truly feel it deep in my core, and they fuel me to keep this whole thing rolling. These conversations are never just for me. They're for you. And if you want your review highlighted on the show, just be sure to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. This week's episode is brought to you by Camp Clarity. Camp Clarity is a seven-day, all-inclusive women's retreat in beautiful Bali, hosted by my friend, Norma Jean Belenke. If you're ready to embrace the next level as a conscious, empowered woman of worth, then you need Camp Clarity. Visit joincampclarity.com for more information. Are you ready to dive into this week's conversation? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. I can't even count how many conversations I've had with people of all ages, genders, and race about their life's purpose. Purpose comes up so often that it's something I felt we truly need to dive deeper into. I'm joined today by Melissa Habibi. Melissa is a soul healer and business coach, but Melissa's work is highly transformational and with so many specialties such as energy healing, activation meditation, soul therapy, and more, she helps clients to live with more love, purpose, harmony, and enlightenment in their day-to-day life. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm so, so excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, well, this is kind of a long time coming, but I'll loop back around to that um, in a little bit. But before we really dive into learning more about your journey, which I am so interested to hearing more about. Can you tell our audience what it means to be a light worker? And are light workers and healers the same or are they different? Mm, good question. So, you know, a light worker usually is a very sensitive being, you know, I'd say those indigo children, those star children, people who are very sensitive at an early age, perhaps even showed some psychic abilities, some empathic abilities, um, you know, uh, you know, to their environment. I'd say that those are really sort of small telltale signs of like a light worker or an intuitive spiritual sort of 
um, being that's on a, you know, uh, on the soul's path. Um, so ultimately, you know, when, when you grow into the light worker sort of role, it really means just to spread light out into the world, you know, through your knowledge, through your wisdom, through your gifts, through your talents, through your purpose. Um, so I say light workers, you know, really are more tapped into the light. Let's say that they've chosen in this lifetime to live a more spiritual um, journey and to really awaken themselves on a rapid level. And with that said, you know, they, they're quite good at kind of um, tuning into the cosmos, astrology, um, they may be very good healers. They may be, um, you know, really good at some kind of um, artistic gifts and talents. And, you know, I see many light workers, for example, creating beautiful artwork that spreads out a lot of light, you know, just by observing the art, right. it kind of awakens your heart. It, it gives you that kind of impact, that frequency. So I really feel like a light worker is someone who spreads their unique essence, their unique frequency out in the world for people to be positively impacted by it as well. Um, and I usually say, you know, when you're in that light worker role, you are kind of fulfilling more of your purpose as well, because, um, you know, we all have spiritual gifts, we all have creative gifts and, um, you know, it's about finding that essence and that, that way of expressing yourself that is really true to you and really feels passionate and aligned. And so being a healer really is just, um, a purpose light worker, just as an would be just as, um, a psychic would be, if, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And that, the way you broke that down is they're spreading light. I feel like when you are spreading light of some sort, you're also healing. So whether it is someone being artistic and sharing their art, that could be very healing to someone else. Whether it's just hanging in your bathroom and you see it every day and it makes you feel better. It's it's a sense of happiness and joy. So thank you for breaking that down so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I totally agree. You know, I, I um, actually, there was a psychic artist. She's amazing. And she's from England. And I remember, um, you know, seeing some of her paintings and one of them really stood out to me. It was almost like she painted it for me oh. and she channels a lot when she paints. So for example, when she goes and does exhibitions, she's sitting there painting beforehand. And uh, I think she just channels the painting just based on who's going to be at the exhibition and who's going to be, wow. you know, walking up to a stand. And, you know, so when I saw this picture, it was a, of a horse. It was almost like she painted me, but from another lifetime if you see what I'm wow. saying. So when I saw it, I just almost had this soul recognition. And, and that painting is still in my room till this day. And every time I look at it, I feel it impacts me on a soul level. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it just goes to show that you don't have to just be a healer um, to, to create some kind of healing impact. Absolutely. You know, just by expressing your unique gifts and talents and creativity and knowledge, wisdom, um, it, it's enough to spread your light. Yes. Oh, wow. I love that. Uh, so good. Mm, yeah. I'm glad I got the breakdown on that too. And I'm sure our audience <laughs> too, because some of them are probably like, what is a light <laughs> So, Definitely. But speaking of gifts, I read on your yeah. website that even as a child, you were gifted with natural healing and psychic and intuitive abilities, which led you to exploring more of spiritual aspects within life. So will yeah. you tell us a little bit more about this and maybe share a recap of your life's journey and how you got into your current place in life and business. Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say, you know, and here's another typical thing for light workers out there. Um, you know, we tend to have had pretty rough childhoods or some, you know, some kind of childhood that was very energetically taxing or heavy or kind of challenging in some way, whether that be a family situation, an environmental situation. So I'd say, you know, growing up, you know, I experienced um, some real inner child pain, um, personally. And I know that a lot of, you know, other healers, um, on the same path as me and other kind of many, many other clients that I work with all seem to have the same inner child pain 
pain, you know, of really experiencing darkness in those years. And I really feel like, you know, that is a real boost for us to really seek the light um, when we grow up later in life. You know, I feel like if I hadn't have gone through what I'd gone through as a child, um, parents divorcing a young age, being caught up in and being so energetically sensitive that I was kind of absorbing and picking up on all their energy, mm-hmm. um, which obviously then, you know, effect, impacted me and and my choices and my actions and my decisions. And, and so I really feel like, you know, that kind of experience really uh, propelled me to um, really search, to do, do soul searching and to really question life and to really heal myself, I think. I think that's what really propelled me to heal myself. But um, naturally, I was always very spiritual. You know, at, at 13, I had my first astrology book. I knew everybody's star signs from my mm-hmm. school, like everybody. I knew everybody's star signs. And I'd sit there and observe them all. I'd, yeah, I'd observe all the Virgos, or the Leos or whatever. And uh, I'd learned so much, you know? Um, and I said by 16, you know, I had like bigger astrology books. I was starting to look into my natal charts and things. So I was very much into astrology, I'd say at the beginning, but it wasn't until around 21, 22, when I really took the healing journey very seriously and started to really heal myself, recognizing that I had inner child wounds, basically, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a trigger for many people is it's all light workers or, or healers or um, anyone who's ready to kind of advance on their spiritual path. Usually there's some kind of pain or past life pain in a child pain um, that really triggers them to search deeper into healing themselves. And through that, finding a deeper purpose to their soul and to their divine selves. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I can't even remember the last guest I had that didn't talk about childhood, regardless of what their topic was. So whether it was money mindset or being a good boss, like it all, that always comes back to childhood. So it's really funny that even in in the light worker sense, it comes back to something in your childhood. It's just something that I'm continuously picking up on. So, you know, check another one. It's, it just shows you how valuable those young years in life mm. really do have on, on you as a person and the memories in your mind and your habits and the way that you work and what you need healing on. It's childhood mm. is big. It's big on that. Oh, it's the key to a lot, you know. Oh, wow. I think definitely, especially in your first seven years of development, you know, even from birthing, you know, lately I've been really going into my birthing trauma and asking kind of my mom, how was I birthed into the world exactly what happened and she can't remember everything but I, I've been working on it for quite some time and I just recently had a breakthrough actually with that um, where I actually saw myself in her womb and she was just about she was in labor and I got stuck um, <sighs> and she was in a lot of pain and I know that there was kind of a transfer of energy at that point where she had blamed me for her pain you know she was quite young when she had me and that disconnected wow. us you know and that's quite a deep thing you know, I don't I don't usually share deep things like that but I really feel yeah inspired to tell you and um and it's funny because like I saw this vision I just saw myself as a baby an innocent baby and then suddenly I felt this blame and I felt so helpless because I couldn't do anything thing I was just stuck in this position and there was nothing I could do I was out of my control but I also felt that of love um so you know and and since that this is very recently actually that I've just been clearing and and healing through that and I really realized my gosh you know um babies are so sensitive more sense you know I'm I'm a very sensitive person and and I I believe in every I I treat everyone like they're sensitive but I really feel like babies are much more sensitive than I could ever have imagined after having you know realizing the experience that I went through 
Yes. Well, even I think babies too. Um, I, I had this conversation. I was working with the founder of the Bali Spirit Festival, which is a festival mm. catered to yoga, music, and dance for an entire week. And she was telling me that she was on a long flight home. Um, she was abroad. I don't remember where she was, but you know, it's one of those like horrendous 12 hour flights somewhere. And yeah. there was a mother with a baby. And the baby was just crying and crying and crying and crying. And the mom could, couldn't do anything to console the baby. Just, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the founder, Megan, walked over to her and, ju- and just asked her, you know, do you, do you mind? Like, if I, if I just give you a break? And she picked up the baby and just start walking up and down, like, you know, calming. Shh. And, she, and mm-hmm. she told me that she knew the baby was picking up on the mom's energy. And the mom was just so frazzled and she's like, please. And I've been in that situation too, where my kids have just been in on the plane. I almost feel like that's the worst spot because when you're in the car, it's just your family. But when you have other people around and you're trying to be mindful of them and you can't can't control another human, let alone a baby. So they're definitely picking up on that energy. So that makes a lot of sense of what you're Mm. saying. Yeah, definitely. Just highly sensitive. I, I don't know, I was watching a program very recently and they were saying, oh, it doesn't matter if we leave the baby like this. He's, he's never going to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I remember. It's like some people just slow shut down. They don't realize how every action, every decision, every feeling and thought is impacting them, you know? Yes. Even if it's repressed yeah. and like we actually don't remember consciously. It's yes. Like subconscious of. Even, even in the subconscious. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, like you say, I think, you know, um, the inner child, you know, I'd highly recommend anyone if they were starting to really heal their soul and, um, the inner child is a really great place to start with that, you know, whether that be, you just have some memories that you can think of that still bring pain. Um, that means there's still unresolved emotion there that needs to heal and release. And the more you can go back and heal those layers, um, the more free you'll become in the now. Wow. That is so cool. So Mm-hmm. Well, as we go on with more of our purpose, yeah. you, you kind of touched on on your on your purpose earlier. One thing that yeah. so many struggle with, and I know I have, is mm-hmm. to feel. An, well, I feel like I'm slowly unlocking this answer the more I step into it. But how do we each uniquely cool. find and tap into our soul's purpose? Because that is that's a huge struggle for a lot of people. Mm. Well, you know, the, the soul's purpose, it's, it's very feminine and spiritual in nature. And so in order to really tap into that, we, we have to be courageous enough to tap into our emotional selves more and more. Um, anyone that avoids or suppress emotion, basically you're avoiding and suppressing your soul. Your soul speaks to you through your emotion, through your heart. And so your emotions are your heart, your heart is your soul. And any kind of disconnection to the heart, disconnection to the emotional self is also disconnection to your divine self and to your inner truth. Um, you know, ultimately I feel like people are just stuck in their heads too much. Um, whether that be that they're not very spiritual, um, you know, it's, it's a big problem in society. I mean, everyone's in their heads pretty right. much. And part of that is a defense mechanism because a lot of people don't feel safe or don't want to connect in with their bodies because they don't want to have to feel the pain that is in there. Um, for some like because I know that when you have a lot of higher chakras open, like your third eye and your higher chakras, you can get so distracted by that, that you feel so dis- that you can be so disconnected to your body mm. um, because you're too busy having so many ideas or creative this or channeling or, um, you know, or your head is up in the clouds um, that you're not able to get really fully grounded. And again, connecting back into your body, back into your soul, your inner core soul self, which is where your purpose lies, if that makes sense. Yeah. So 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Ultimately, I was just going to say, ultimately, um, when you're unblocking your soul, you're kind of um, releasing any emotional barriers to connecting to your inner truth, your, your inner soul's blueprint. And within that is your purpose. And so I always say, you know, the first step is purification, um, purification mm-hmm. of your soul, purification of your body, your mind, and your spirit, um, releasing fear, releasing limiting beliefs, negative beliefs. All of those things can block you from accessing your, your purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how do you do that? Like what, what would be a step that someone takes to the, the step one of purification? Is it just to become real with yourself and to journal it? Or is there something else that we can do to kind of mindfully work on this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many modalities out there right now that I'm sure support all of this. For me personally, you know, the more more, it's become more and more clear to me that energy healing is just so vital for everybody Mm. now. Like, you know, vibrationally we're being so impacted. We're awakening, we're accelerating. And I really see people, anyone who doesn't receive energy healing, honestly, I really see them struggle more than the, uh, the rest because, um, you know, in this time of rapid awakening and rapid ascension, we need something that's going to be able to shift us um, vibrationally and energetically, you know, and um, there are many, many modalities out there that do that, but I know energy healing is, is one of the most powerful options to go for. Alternatively, you know, even just still meditation is, is really wonderful as well. Um, you know, journaling, really journaling and working through old memories, learning to process through your emotions, learning to sit and be present with your heart, be present with the truth of how you feel, whether that be anger, sadness, depression, um, fear is learning to really feel those emotions and to be courageous enough to sit and feel them and embrace them in order to release them out of the body. If that makes sense. Well, I feel like you almost just set up like the perfect segue into this because I just had my first energy reading in November. Oh, amazing. Um, Yes. And with a guest who's on the podcast, uh, Reverend Faden, she's an interfaith um, minister and Mm. my heart chakra was troubled. And okay. to me, out of like all, I was like, what? Like out of all of them, I was like, my heart is fine. You know? So I'm like, it was a huge news <laughs> to me, but I didn't realize at the time it really didn't have anything to do with how I was treating others. It had a lot more yeah. to self-compassion. So mm-hmm. you actually come into this and you don't, okay. even, you don't even realize how you come into this whole thing. But <laughs> when we were supposed to have our original call in December, ah, yes, you had messaged me and you were saying that you weren't mentally, emotionally in the right zone that day. And mm. if you recall, I replied back and said that I wasn't either. <laughs> yeah. um, that day actually spiraled into an entire series of events that led to a huge podcast episode that following week. Wow. Led because I was not treating myself with self-compassion because I kept thinking... Uh, what had happened that day was I um, had an infection in my face. It was actually almost to my eye. And that morning I wow. went to the the dentist and he said it was really close to my eye and it could have been you know close to paralysis. So all I kept thinking was, well, if she wasn't in the right space and she had the courage to just step up and own it and really be true with herself. Why wasn't I doing that? So, um, okay. you know, so I, like you had, you knew your limits and you knew to put yeah. yourself first, but that, got it. that, right. That was a big act of self-compassion in my eyes because I wasn't doing that as well. And yeah. yeah. So like I had to, it was almost that slap in the face of like, that's just one way that I, that I wasn't showing myself compassion all leading mm-hmm. back to my heart chakra, you know? So it's like yes. these little things have been coming up. So mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't have makes sense. Right. I wouldn't have been able to put the two and two together if I didn't have that energy healing what, a month, a couple weeks before that. Yes. Um, and then so now I'm just being more mindful of it too. Mm, and it takes real courage, you know, and this is, this is part of what I call soul activation work actually is, um, well, there's a few things that you said there that I want to mention, but um, part of soul activation work is really taking action in alignment to your soul. And when it comes up, when something isn't right for you or something's not in alignment and you need to kind of express that sometimes fear can come up or kind of, as you say, kind of n- not knowing how to honor yourself wanting to honor an agreement or an appointment and just kind of sticking to that. Sometimes fear can come up when you have to take courage in order to put yourself first, if you see what I mean. Right. Um, and that's learning to step into your power more, you know, learning to step into your power and really honoring your body, your time, your soul, your energy, and trusting and having faith that, that, that whatever your body wants is in divine alignment, is for the highest good of everybody. You know, so for example, me messaging you, I actually felt pretty bad about that because it was so last minute. But when you got that, when you sent that back, you know, I was relieved. I was like, oh, thank God. So I'm not the only one right here. Yeah. And I was feeling that same way because I, I had mentioned in, in that, um, following week's episode that I was really, I was so relieved to see that email, but then I couldn't stop thinking like I, I knew that I wouldn't have been my best self that day. Like I could hardly yeah. talk. So I knew it would have come through in the conversation, um, yeah. energy. So it's like, why, why didn't I step up? And for me, it wasn't fear-based. There okay. have been times that I have had to. In yes, my yes. mind, I am just such a, like a show must go on. You know, like I, I'm just mm. almost so trained to yeah. push to, to keep through. pushing push push through. through. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. So, so that's the masculine. So a lot, lot more masculine energy there needing yeah. to honor the feminine. Is that perhaps yeah. what, what you mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've really had to, and it's so true because the entire energy of that day, I really think it was like a globally bad energy day. Cause oh I have my so gosh, many friends tell me that they're like, I don't know what's going on to, with today, but it, that it, day was, was that mental. Day. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> but but in the same breath, it was I almost needed that day too. So. It was transformational. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, and I think with the heart chakra, you know, another thing I wanted to say about that is that we're always evolving within our hearts. Um, we have three chambers in our heart chakra energetically. Um, the first chamber being the chamber of, you know, really allowing ourselves to start to, um, you know, feel more humanitarian, have more compassion and to really start to be, become more empathic. But, you know, as you go deeper into your spiritual journey, more, you'll go deeper and deeper into your heart. And so there's going to be more pain to clear, more blockages to clear, more around integrity, more around alignment in order for you to get deeper and deeper into the second chamber, which is all around unconditional love for Mm -hmm. yourself and for others. And you're really holding that vibration so um then you've got the third chamber which which is the chamber of full compassion which is not many people on the planet are in the third chamber at all only only really the masters and the avatars um a, most people on the planet are working through the first chamber the more spiritual people are kind of working with their first and second yeah um so the heart is always something we're always going to be coming back to in our journeys as, as just something i thought i'd say as well yeah no i love that because I, I love learning more about it since then too so i had been yeah yeah i knew about the chakra system but it was funny because one of my friends who is the healer, she's like, I can't believe I never did an energy reading with you. And I'm like, well, to me, I was just a little shocked that it was my heart. You know, I was like, I was thinking she might be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, I, yeah, threw me off. It just, just didn't, didn't realize. Right. Yeah. I was like, I have a big heart. What do you mean there's a problem with it? <laughs> then I see, you know, I'm like, I constantly put other people before my own needs. And that, 
that's that's complete that's so big it is huge and I think it's important to talk about that and to mention that because I think that's a really big pattern for a lot of people you know is not realizing how to put themselves first sometimes a lot of guilt can come up um you know I see that in many I see see that in many clients you know manifesting in different ways for them in terms of learning how to put themselves first (laughs) and whether that be whether that be um you know guilt-based, whether it be self-worth, whether it be they're sacrificing their energy too much, whether they're kind of victim, being victimized and, and playing that victim role. There's so many different ways it can manifest. But ultimately, I think the big one of the biggest sort of tests for everybody is really learning to honor themselves and each and every moment of each and every day. Yes. Well, I just want to thank you for demonstrating that act of self-compassion that day because it really yeah. helped me see how I was neglecting to stay true to myself. So your your act of self-compassion really had a ripple effect on me as well. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So back to everyone else yeah. because I know there's the right, like, oh, Lauren, we've heard this story before, but, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but if we're feeling, let's say, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually stuck, I, there's tons of people who get stuck in these, these different yeah. What can we do about that? Hmm. There are some, well, again, there are, there are a few ways you can work through this. Oh, guys, I honestly think energy healing is like really the biggest necessity for everyone. Well, honestly, maybe, I, also, I always say, yeah, maybe yeah, so talk a little bit more about energy healing too. Yeah. I think this might be a I'm new give you some, for some. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I will. I'll give you some other tools as well. There are other tools I want to mention too. Um, but literally, like I said, um, you know, energy work should be just like going to the dentist, going to the doctor, buying your groceries, filling up your car with fuel kind of thing. I really feel like energy work is, is something that we all need, you know? And I think, you know, the universe is really pushing healers to step up and to really, um, educate people about energy healing and how important it is. I know that Reiki now is becoming a more integrated part of society, you know, it's slowly becoming more known and more accepted and, you know, and soon other modalities will too. Um, you know, ultimately clearing and cleansing your energy is so, so important to, um, as well. So for example, burning sage, um, frankincense, you know, working with resins to really purify your space, really purify your body or your energy field, keep cleansing because we're continuously releasing and purifying all the time, you know, and every time we have an eclipse, every time we have an astrological event, um, you know, an energetically kind of intense time, we need to learn to clear our aura, energy field and our space. Um, smudging, you know, like I say, with sage, with resins is one of the most powerful ways to do that. Working with sprays like crystal aura sprays, aromatherapy sprays, again, is is the water element really great for cleansing and uplifting and purifying the space as well. So first, first things first, if you're stuck, make sure you've got your cleansing tools and make sure that your space is clear and that you are supporting yourself energetically. Um, does that make sense so far? Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Other ways, it's like a salt bath. So uh, for you, you might be near the ocean, so that might be fine for you in terms of just going for a quick swim. But um, Himalayan salt baths are really great, you know, um, putting about buying a big bag of salt from eBay and um, putting that into your bath and um, just soaking in that for about 20 minutes is really great for clearing your aura and energy field. And, you know, really helping you to connect to your heart, your emotional self to relieve any stuckness in the body or the aura as well. Mm. Yeah, These are great tips. definitely like, so, yeah, survival tools. I, I can't live without any of these. Like I travel everywhere with my sage and my resins and my sprays and things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I had to, to sage, um, oh, I guess it, it wasn't that long ago. I, I should do it my first time, but I had like a really negative energy presence in our house. Like it was oh. affecting everyone. Like, everyone was in a bad mood. So a friend of mine was like, you really need, you need to smudge the entire house and, you know, open. She like gave me the directions yeah. to do it. Cause I had, I had never done it before, but mm. then I learned, you know, the more it's, 
one of those things. I, I hear one thing and then I get stuck on it and I can't stop reading about it. So then I'm like, oh, different ways to do. Oh, when you move into a new house, you should do it. And then I, it's just cleansing your space. And I love that you broke that down of how it, it helps us because I've mm. noticed a big shift in my life since implementing some of these practices. Oh, so, it, such simple practices are yes, so powerful. Yes. And it's not even mm. like something huge. So if, like you said, just start with a bath, start with a salt yeah. bath. It, that's something mm. that I think we could all take 20 minutes once yeah. a week to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that uh, holding, you know, creating a high vibrational space for yourself ultimately supports you to maintain your vibration. You know, we're, we're, you know, constantly trying to keep our vibes high. Right. And, um, you know, when you have a space that has crystals around, you know, in Himalayan salt lamp, you keep it by Himalayan salt lamps that help to purify the air. Um, your crystals, you, you, you're burning a stage. You've got a lovely little altar there with, with a few things that kind of raise the vibration. Um, it just creates that, that safe space for you, um, in order, you know, you know, cause we all need some kind of foundation, some kind of structure to, to feel held in, you know, energetically. And right. so really what I call templating your space, you know, having those crystals, having any healing templates or lovely pictures up that really raise the energy, whether it be pictures of angels or whatever, um, just continuously supports you, um, you know, vibrationally to, you know, it can be really hard. I think usually when people get stuck in a low vibration, that's when they get stuck. They don't know how to pull themselves out of it. And this is why I say energy healing is usually the quickest and fastest way to do it. Because when you're working with energy, you're pulling in higher vibration, excuse me. Um, you are pulling in high vibrations from the cosmos. Um, and you're bringing those vibrations and we're working with light. We're, we're talking right. about frequency and light, right? Yes. So when you're pulling in frequency and light into the body, it, it supports a rapid clearing and unblocking process where you're clearing any blockages out of the aura, the energy field, the etheric body, and really unblocking the chakras as well, helping more light to come into the body because a lot of the times we're disconnected and um, energetically disconnected and we're not able to resource ourselves. Mm. That's another thing I see with is, is that, um, you know, we have a grid, um, around our earth. It's called the global grid matrix. It's um, a grid of light that sustains all life on the planet. And we also have our own energy fields around our body as well. So sometimes what happens is when our energy fields are quite weak or we've gone through a really challenging time or we've, we're, we're going through some blockages or some stuckness, our energy fields are disconnected from the bigger energy field, which is the, the matrix around our planet. Ultimately what we need to do is to be hooked up to the matrix of light in order to keep sustaining ourselves and to keep receiving energy, light, and healing, um, to sustain our life force, our energy, and to revitalize us. And a way to do that is to go out in nature because nature is naturally connected to the global grid, to the mm. matrix of light. And so this is why we go out into nature to recharge because we're connecting in with that grid and we're realigning our energy field back into balance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. So would like a good practice when you go out in the nature, would that be also to like maybe walk outside barefoot too, to maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I but like walking it, barefoot, it's wonderful. Yeah. 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 I see. Um, I know a lot of people I've, I've done it numerous times where you just have to go out and, and reconnect. But when you, it's something about feeling it under your feet versus, mm. you know, mm. like you like truly feel it. I, um, maybe I'm, I have a no, no, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I even say, you know, when I take some clients into meditation, I say, um, just imagine yourself standing outside barefoot and imagine the cool, wet grass beneath your feet or imagine yeah. the cool, wet earth beneath your feet. Right. Um, yeah, and I think, like you say, when you feel it, um, it, it really brings you in touch with the earth. If that, if, is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then when you you said to have like an like an altar of 
of things that bring in good energy. Yeah. So let's say that someone buys crystals and a Himalayan salt lamp. Do they need to cleanse those things as well? Because I assume that they pick up different energies from being transported, Definitely. right? So mm. how do we do that? So again, sage and um, smudging, you know, is really, really great. Like using that smoke to cleanse your crystals. Again, when I'm cleansing my space in my room, I also go around my altar and I'm using that smoke from the sage or from the resin, from, for example, frankincense. Um, and I go around and I, and I cleanse the whole altar. Sometimes I pick up the crystals and I hold them inside the smoke. So that's a really quick way of um, cleansing your crystals and your space. Again, okay. is using um, sprays as well. You can use sprays just to cleanse your space you know do a little spray over your altar um as well and obviously just keeping things clean as well obviously yeah. the most important thing get keep dust away and you know some crystals you can also cleanse underwater as well the ones that don't mind water um and you can also put some outside or by the windowsill to recharge them and then you can put them back on the altar after a day or so as well um, and that's really it really and like i say um the smudging and the smoke work you know as soon as you get the hang of that you for so many things yeah yeah, it's so cool. It's it's so cool. I love learning about all of this, thi- all these new things, and <laughs> I I always hope that someone you know picks up on one little bit and they implement that into their daily life. Even if yeah. it's something, even if it's just going out and buying a, a salt lamp, a step one. You know, that's a yeah. great small step. It doesn't have to be that you're buying everything and anything, but just more being more mindful of what yeah. you're doing and bringing you know, it into your space. Yeah, I was said you know what I really love we're kind of going into a bit into feng shui here but I love plants and crystals mm. together like having a plant and then putting a crystal a few crystals next to it it's just woof you know it's just um having lots of plants in your home I totally recommend that um you know I, I don't know how I'd ever live if I didn't have a plant in my home honestly like have them every way that you can because they will really sustain your energy as well and uh I've got a little plant here in my um in my sort of client room, um, got a few amethyst crystals there and mirrors are such great amplifiers. So just behind the plant, I've got a mirror. And so what happens is the mirror, it double amplifies the energy of the plant and the crystals. So I can see the reflection of the plant and the crystals in the mirror. It it double amplifies that energy and, and raises the vibration of the space as well. That is so cool. I never even thought about that. That's so cool. <laughs> That's yeah, really yeah. awesome. Makes me think about like, I'm like, oh, where can I put a mirror in here? I'm like, yeah, mirrors are wonderful. Like, yeah, mirrors are so good for reflecting light and am- amplification. Yeah, really wonderful tools. Oh my goodness. Well, if you had one message to give our audience today, one last thing to leave them with, what would it be? I think, you know, staying true to yourself is so, so, so important. And like I said, if there's one advice I can really give, it's just to remember to honor yourself each and every day with every decision, every action. Always check back in with your heart. Don't be easily listening to what other people say, think, or feel because, um, you know, you've really got to come back and check in with yourself, your inner truth, your inner power for whatever is right for you. And don't ever be afraid to say no. Don't ever be afraid to speak up and to stay true to yourself and stay true to your feelings and only do what it is that you want to do. Don't ever feel pressured or expected to do something and roped into things. Um, be, be strong, um, be fearless, speak up, um, you know, protect your energy. You don't have to be, um, going places that you don't want to go, you know, watch where you're taking yourself, watch the vibration of some environment 
you're going to, you know. So really, you have the ability and the power to protect yourself and to do always what, what's right for you and what feels good to you in your body and your heart. And I'd say always follow that. Always follow what brings fun, excitement, joy, uh, and also come back and honor your body, honor yourself. Don't push yourself too much. Listen to your body. Um, overcome the mind and listen to the body because a lot of the times the mind and the body can have a lot of conflict with each other the mind wants wants one thing the body wants another always listen to the body because your body is your soul the more that you listen to your soul the more in alignment you will become in your life and the more you'll be able to manifest so silence that mind and listen to the soul yes yes Yes. i love that Oh, I love it. I love it. Melissa, can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and connect with you further? Because I'm sure many of them are more intrigued about um, energy healing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I have a website. It's um, childofgaia.co.uk. That's Gaia, G-A-I-A.co.uk. And, um, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube. There's plenty of videos there to watch. Um, I do live videos usually weekly as well. So you can come and join me if you're interested to find out more. Um, I do soul readings and things like that. So yeah, all information is on my website and any questions, I'm, I'm here to answer them for anybody. Perfect. I actually ca- um, caught one of your Facebook lives. I think it was last week. Week and it was just so perfect. It was like the perfect timing for me to just sit and listen. And you have such yeah. a calming voice too. So oh, really everybody says that. Yeah, I did. I did a January forecast. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was it. That was it. Yeah, so that was yeah. Per- that's what I needed. That glad. That I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love thank that you. You're helping others awaken their purpose and helping yeah. them accelerate I, their path. I love. I love what you do too. So it's such an honor to connect with you, and it's been such a joy to have this conversation today. Oh, well, thank you so much. Much. I'm sure, I'm Thank sure you. We'll, we'll talk again soon. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> you guys have got to go follow Melissa on social media. Her Instagram is beautiful and inspirational, while her private Facebook group is filled with so much positive energy and education. Find direct links to Melissa's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found at mindbizlife.com. We're on Instagram too, at mindbizlife. Our community is growing each week, and I love getting to know you all, so be sure to connect with me, okay? We have a jam-packed schedule for February. We'll be diving into conversations about the subconscious, fulfillment, releasing pain, and a super dope conversational virtual reality. Plus, we have a TEDx speaker joining us. I am so pumped, and I hope you are too. I'll see you back here next week, and until then, remember... Every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friends.